I mean, not to speculate, but if I if we if I went up to anyone else in the world and I said we should do this, I don't think we would have gotten this far. It, it was something that was brought on by my and your experience, which started with a mystical experience. It started with us both taking ayahuasca together. After that, you know, it was the path that led us to realize, you know, that connection is really the goal and feeling uncomfortable emotions is the path to doing that. All right, welcome back to Cultivating Connections podcast. I am your host, Rory, and I'm here with my brother, Ryan. And today we um, have an episode where we talk about kind of what's been going on. You know, we haven't been, we haven't released an episode in about two weeks, and we haven't really recorded in about three weeks, but we wanted to give an update on what's going on in our own lives and um, how we've been feeling lately. Um, As most of you know, at least whoever's been keeping up with the podcast know that knows that I struggled with um, you know really intense opioid addiction um, heroin and methadone and it wasn't really until we started doing this podcast and kind of opening up and being honest about our um, feelings and our fears and doing our Sunday you know practice that through through those two mediums through the podcast and the ritual practice we have got gained a ton of insight on our own lives so um and have managed to transform our lives i haven't been using um any opiates i haven't used opiates since uh, it's been a while now i don't really keep track but it's been a while about nine months i think but Yeah, so we're just giving you guys an update on what's going on in our lives. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We really appreciate it, and it helps us a lot in our lives. And I hope that you guys, um, you know, get something from this as well. Okay, hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, and if you're interested in seeing what we look like and seeing how we talk on camera, you can check out our YouTube channel. We do another series on there called Candid Conversations. It's little less personal and less deep uh, than the podcast, um, in my opinion. But we bring guests on that series and we talk to them about, you know, current issues that are affecting our world locally and um, globally. So check that out on our YouTube channel. Welcome back to Cultivating Connections. My name is Rory. And I'm Ryan. And today is Tuesday, January 19, 2021. This will probably be released in a couple days from now. But we're here to talk about what's been going on lately, because it's been a little over a week since we've released an episode. Yeah, and it's been a few weeks since we recorded one. A lot has, a lot has happened in that uh, three weeks. 
It's probably more than three weeks, actually. Yeah. A lot has happened. So what do you want to talk about today? Well, I, in the past, wasn't super comfortable talking about what goes on in our, in our Sunday ritual practice. But I wanted to talk more about it this time because... Um, I don't know if I how to articulate it, but this last Sunday um, was it's weird. It was super intense, probably just as intense as well. I'm not going to say just as intense as any session we've had up there, but it was very close. But at the same time, it felt very. Uh, almost like not intense or non-eventful in a way. Um, I mean, this week we have, we have a new member joining us, Sam. Yeah. I think for that reason, for me, I feel what you're saying. It was very intense, but it was also like, because there's a new member, we're not going quite as deep as we normally would, you know, we're, yeah. It's harder to – it's weird because we've talked about in the past the intention is so ingrained in it and, like, what we're doing because we've been doing it for uh, about nine months now. Mm-hmm. So going into it, it's hard to escape the inevitable, which is, I don't know, for uh, for me at least every week is a super cathartic release of – feelings and emotion emotions and tension yeah and it's not just things that build up week to week these are things that haven't been uncovered in the past that are coming to fruition every week so things that have been um, suppressed for years Mm -hmm. every week something different or maybe just more of the same thing comes up but definitely different things um, from week to week and yeah, so if I had to boil down the intention into one sentence, I would say the intention is to feel everything. Right. And in that setting, we've cultivated a space where we allow ourselves, or not even allow ourselves, we force ourselves to feel, to allow our barriers to to lower and to feel all the stuff that we're repressing. Yeah, I mean it exactly, and that's a great, uh, pretty much exactly what I'm thinking. But I, I want to talk about having a new member, uh, a girl, um, so Sam, Samantha. Uh, not that we need to talk about who she is or what, you know, our relationship to her, but it's a new member. It's a female. We have not had a female join our. Um, our ritual practice in the past. So naturally there's going to be a lot of defenses going in. Yeah. I mean, especially there is a history with Sam, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's quite a history with Sam and she'll be the first to admit that just as I will. Yeah. Oh, I mean, of course there is when you guys were, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend in the past, but I, 
I kind of felt like. I mean, it's been. I, I want to, you know, at least say that it's been a few years since we've been um, yeah. mutually exclusive or even together at all, really. Yeah, um, but you guys have just stayed in touch as friends. Yeah, we've stayed in touch over the years. And there's a relationship with the whole family there, not just you, you know. Right. She has a connection to everyone in the family, a, a, a good connection. And that's why I thought, like, there's no better person in the world to have at our, our group than her. And uh, when I, when that, when this past one first started, I was getting hit with some stuff, but I think ever since I did the six gram dose, I don't get hit with as much paranoia or fear as I did in the past. There is like sprinklings of that, but it's inter interlaced with uh, gratitude, confidence faith in it all and uh but when i when i first you know f what i first felt after a, a few minutes there was wow R rory must be feeling a lot right now because there's probably a lot of stuff that you don't even allow or i, well, I mean we know that we don't allow ourselves to even think about these things but you put in that setting with you know your ex-girlfriend right next to you and it's like oh shit you know you're gonna be hit with a lot of stuff all at once and we've had Sam on this podcast before, and I think it's important to note that if uh, you're listening and you don't know um, who she is or you haven't watched that, listened to that episode, she also has a history of um, intravenous drug abuse as well as, you know, myself and her, we had a history where we used together when we were dating in the past. This was a while ago, but we continued to both use after we split up. Um but she has been doing pretty well. I mean, she's been, she was clean, pretty much clean um, for a while now and actually getting clean before I did. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know the details of, of it all, but I know that she's doing a lot better now than she was in the past. And so am I. But that doesn't mean there's not still challenges and a lot of uncomfortable stuff that we still have to sort out. So going into it, it wasn't, like the week before, I remember you looked at me and you said, you must be feeling a lot of anxiety. I mean, to have Sam come next week uh, and join us. And and I said, yeah, but I wasn't allowing myself to feel it. You know, that's something I'm being, being able to notice more now is, yeah, I know there's going to be stuff. I, I'm expecting there to be a lot of stuff. There's no way there can't be. We, we You know, I was, I've known her for six Six years now. I mean, so. sometimes you can't feel it. All you can do is accept that you're going to feel it in the future and just yeah. do what you need to do. That's that's what it was like. And this last Sunday, um, I didn't really get that deep with Sam personally. I don't know if you did or – but personally, I didn't really get – I know if we continue to do what we're doing that it's inevitable that we're going to a lot of things are going to come out, but I think, you know, it was her first time coming. We've been doing this for nine months. This is her first uh, time coming to it. So it's, yeah. I mean, you're not going to go into a ritual first time with people, even if you're close with them and be able to trust them fully. Right. It's just never going to happen. That's part of the, what the ritual's for is to build trust and develop over time. And I could see that, you know, I think that's why we couldn't go, didn't allow ourselves to go as deep is because we are still building the foundation of trust to in order to to get you know there yeah and um 
Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much where I was at. I was also feeling a sense of, I was being, it was weird. I was almost being hit with two different energies. One energy of, oh my God, I'm freaking out because I've been through so much this past year and it's all catching up to me in one moment. <laughs> like, like just the magnitude of it all. Yeah. Which usually happens in those settings. Like that's ultimate, like that's one of the key, key tools that Sunday has provided me is the ability to during the week. Yeah. I know I've been through a lot and it's okay. But when I'm on Sunday, I'm like, you know, feeling all of that. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. It's not paranoia so much, but there is a sense of paranoia. It's, it's almost like I'm shaking, like, I, I, you I, know, but, but, all right, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I call it the feeling the uh, enormity of what we're involved in, you know? Yeah. It's just overwhelming. It is. And like yesterday, I think on, on Monday, I feel the reverb of that more than ever. Like, yeah. fuck, I don't feel anything. I've so much has changed. We've done so much and it feels like what the fuck you know like right and and it may just be the time it's been nine months now it may not be because sam was there i'm not claiming that it was i really have no idea um maybe she her being there played a little bit into it but i was feeling the enormity of it but at the same time i was feeling all we're i was almost feeling like uh, like being able to suppress it all because normally when i'm there hmm. normally when i'm there i i'm i'm overwhelmed with things and that's what's that's um, i'm saying that's the beauty of it because i truly believe that is the beauty of it the fact that i'm able to allow so much to be expressed during those times it's like that's kind of in a way really what's helping me get through each week i so, mean so it almost felt like you 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 could escape it more or yeah i could have um and i and i think i was not intentionally but what i'm trying to get at is I don't know. It's like, yes, I've been through a lot, but we're here now and I'm not really, maybe it was just, maybe the messages, I was just wasn't able to get into it as deep, but the next day, Monday, um, I felt what I normally feel like amped up to like a 10 out of 10, hmm. which what I normally feel is similar to what you were saying. It's almost like, okay, we've been doing all this. We've been doing so much, but nothing's coming of it. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. I mean, that's, that's the nature of reality. It's only going to grow in time. Like what we're doing is only going to like, we're only going to be able to see it far down the road. We're, yeah. we're, we're expecting things to happen too quickly. And that that's, that's well, it's fine. like I mean, that instant gratification mind where you, you, you change something, you expect to see the result immediately. Yeah. But often, you know, you don't see the results for years. Or- and maybe I was putting like too much hope into Sam being there. Cause I, I mm. trust Sam so much and I, I know she's willing to go so deep. Cause she already does. She, she's, she's more in touch with herself than I am with myself. Mm-hmm. I would, I would go as far to say. So having her there, I was, I was like, all right, it's, we're ready. We're going to do this. But, um, but I wasn't managing my expectations. I need yeah. to lower my own expectations of myself and everyone else mm-hmm. because to expect that something like the first time we did it, nothing miraculous happened. Yeah. And I, and I shouldn't even expect anything miraculous to happen. It's just like, underneath it all i'm like i I have that hope yeah but you know it's it was her first yeah and like for us every single time every single one of those rituals for the past nine months like 50 of them or so Mm -hmm. i don't don't know how many but it every single time we've done it 
the power of it has grown and the value of it has grown. They comp they compound as that's they true. go. That's very true. Like we can, we can sit and think about, oh, remember in week two when this happened? Remember in week six? You know these powerful moments that are like in the moment they didn't seem as powerful as they do looking back on them. Uh, maybe, but that's not really what I'm getting at. Is that they become more powerful over time? You know, as we continue, as we continue developing these uh, milestones, um, the more meaning. Yeah, they become more meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so, someone coming in their first time, it's like it's not going to have the same meaning, and you don't want it to. You don't want you want it to be built up over time. And I think Sam trusts us. Yeah, and. I do too. She just, she'll just see over time, you know, if it, if it has the same effect on it for her. I think my main thought, I guess, going into it or my main thought slash goal going into it is, well, I, my over, my goal is to get deeper. That's our intention. But my, my thought going into it, having Sam there for the first time was, well, if nothing else, we're going to grow. Yeah. There's going to be, like adding anything to something that's so structured is going to change the out, just change the whole the whole structure. So yeah. adding a very vari- adding a variable is going to create more potential opportunities for growth. Right. But at the same time, adding too many variables is going to stifle you at least for a while. But then it will grow more. And I think I think there was our, a little bit of both of that. Yeah, I think our ritual has been transitioning a little bit. And I think for the past couple of weeks, it's been a little lackadaisical. And then we tried to amp it up and get more structured. And we're still kind of trying to find our groove. And then you add another member into it. And it's a little disorganized. But I think this coming week, we're going to iron out those kinks. And it's going to be more powerful than ever. I think we've learned a tremendous amount about the best way to do it. And ultimately, I think silence is a lot more powerful than talking. Well, I don't know if you remember, but this, this last Sunday, just two days ago, um, when we were, we were in silence for quite a while at first. I don't know if you can remember, cause there was a lot of chatter after, like we talked a lot. Mm. So I don't know if you can remember, but I remember distinctively right after starting the ritual, we were all pretty quiet for a while. You talking about this Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. We did better than I expected, honestly. Me too. And there were and there were points where I was like, "All right, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I want to say something," but I was kind of just forcing myself to stay quiet because I, you know, trust the process. Yeah. Well, and you you recognize that the talk is an avoidance technique in yeah. that setting. It's to escape these feelings. So I think going from talk or going from silence straight into five, even 10 minutes of eye gazing each, you know, that's powerful. I think. Oh man, when I, and I don't want to speak on it too much, but I do want to say, man, when I looked into Tom, Tommy's eyes, when I looked into Tom's eyes after like today or this last Sunday was the last couple have been really, really powerful. I don't know what other words, like emotional, definitely emotional, but to sum it up, I'd say powerful. Mm-hmm. And this last Sunday, man, I, he really, you know, I don't know. I don't, we just really got real deep into it. So that was cool. That was, you know, it's like after that, it's like, you know, it just brings us closer. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know what I'm saying? One other thing is, um, even with dad in the past, we did the puff puff pass, you know, 
and it was the same every time. Mm-hmm. This time we were like, you don't have to do as many puffs as you want. You can do kind of whatever, take one if you want, pass it. I think there's something that is uh, the the ritualized aspect of everyone doing the same thing. I believe puts you on the same wavelength, and for me or for someone to take to to do something different, it's kind of like okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna take it slow, you know. That's kind of what it says to me, hmm. uh, and, and that's subconscious, you know. Yeah. So subconsciously, I'm like, okay, this is, and it's not a bad thing. It's like this is what this is what you do for your ritual members. You know, you 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 provide what they need in a way. And um, that's true. That's true. We we were kind of going into it with the mindset of we're going to get as deep and as. Yeah, and in the past, as usual, and that's just that's that shouldn't we we should have maybe been a little more um, uh, thoughtful about you know we're having a new member maybe we shouldn't but we didn't want to switch up the ritual for good yeah. reason yeah and I know uh, a valuable lesson in my life one of the most uh, visceral lessons I ever learned was to not push people you know. I learned it from my experience with you. I mean, ultimately it turned out well, but I pushed you to deal with your your shit when maybe you weren't ready. And maybe that was dangerous. Maybe that pushed you to overdose. And in the past with the rituals, I, I pushed Tom to go deeper into it. And You've definitely pushed dad. Yeah, <laughs> pushed dad big time. Because <laughs> I just want to put the pedal to the metal. But ultimately, it, it comes from like me knowing what is valuable to me and trying to trying to persuade other people that'll be valuable to them. And I've learned that that that's not that strategy is just bad. Well, I think also with me, I mean, I, I had already had a my uh, mystical or psychedelic experience when we just when I decided to do this with you. Plus, we're brothers. Like we know each other. We've we like really, really know each other. I mean, on some level, we really are there all the time. So you saying you want to go out in the woods and, and do something? It's like hell yeah, of course I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know, I may not give it like 100 like as much effort as I do now when, I, when we first started, but I was like, yeah, I want to do that because I don't know because I guess we just have a trust between us. And so it's hard to um, gauge that with other people outside of the family because that's just the nature of our family. Well, it really, it's hard like with anyone, I think, I mean, not to speculate, but if I, if we, if I went up to anyone else in the world and I said, we should do this, I don't think we would have gotten this far. It, It was something that, was brought on by mine and your experience, which started with a mystical experience. It started with us both taking ayahuasca together after that, you know, it was the path that led us to realize, you know, that connection is really the goal and feeling uncomfortable emotions is the path to doing that. And how do we feel uncomfortable emotions? Well, we know altered states of consciousness can be valuable. 
let's try that. And that's that simple idea of understanding the value of altered states of consciousness, something that most society in the past would tell you is wrong and bad. That simple idea is what birthed all of this. And it brings up the point that telling kids that drugs are bad and people that use them are bad is one of the most destructive beliefs in society, I truly believe. Because it's also hypocritical when you have 90% of the population on on pharmaceuticals or, or any substance, really. Virtually every human uh, tribe ever has used a mind-altering substances or some type of mind-altering. Kids, they do the twirling, you know. Every altered states of consciousness are inherent in humanity, in being a human. And to say that they're bad is denying people's <laughs> experience. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to the war on consciousness for me. Yeah. I mean, it's not like an all-out war, but it kind of is. It's like an under underground war on consciousness. Yeah, people are trying to control how you utilize your consciousness. I mean, think about it. A, a drug, a substance, a tool that can alter consciousness. I mean, imagine if there was no such thing before and, and, and humans just discovered it. It'd be the most powerful tool on earth. Yeah. but and not And not necessarily in a good way. No. But it would absolutely be the most powerful thing. Yeah. The it power is. to alter your consciousness, even for a moment, is incredibly powerful incredibly and we're proof of that yeah and i mean there's proof everywhere you look that's true that's true there is proof everywhere you look I'm just, yeah, the whole paradigm on drugs are bad, okay, like, you know, that whole thing, or like the <laughs> abstinence is the best motto, or the best way of life, it's maybe for one, for someone, maybe for a whole bunch of people, but not for everyone, and we know that. I mean, imagine going through your whole life and never getting an alternate perspective on what you're doing. <laughs> like, that's just being a robot. And, I, and you don't need drugs to get an altered state's altered net perspective, but they're one of the ways to do it and one of the most sure ways to do it. Right. I mean, I, I meditated before in my, before getting into psychedelics and even after a little bit, never really gave me any valuable perspective shift. But now... When I meditate, it's a powerful perspective shift every time, and it's incredibly valuable. But I, I don't think I would. I, I don't think I allowed myself to feel the power of meditation before I had these psychedelic experiences because it's almost like a responsibility. If I understand that meditating for ten minutes can change my perception and change how I feel, then there's an obligation. Whenever I'm feeling down or whatever, it's not like, oh, poor me. It's I can put in 10 minutes of work right now and feel better. 
it's the same with exercise, you know. You're feeling like shit, go for a run. That's an alternate perspective right there. You hear that? Go for a run. Do it. Oh, man. Yeah. What a life. What a life. That's... Yeah. You know, sometimes I think about Star Wars <laughs> or human civilizations that have existed in the past and don't anymore. Mm. Is it is there a potential to live a life to in the way future from right now to have a civilization similar to Star Wars where you're able to travel not even the fighting and all that. I mean, of course, that'll. That's the, that's the scary thing about it. Might probably would happen, but let's just say you can go from planet to planet. Yeah, I mean, I think about it all the time. To me, it seems. Um. Seems kind of like obvious. Like humans explore new frontiers. It's ingrained in us. When the first humans sailed across the ocean, they didn't know if there was any land. They were going into the abyss. They found land and they, they built a colony there. Humans, there's always new frontiers. The only thing that would stop us from becoming interplanetary is destruction of Earth or humanity uh, in a climate disaster. Or some other cataclysmic event. Yeah. Like nuclear war. Yeah. But I mean... Or other cataclysmic events. People always say things are impossible. Going to the moon's impossible. Going to space is impossible. And then we do it and then we realize what... That's not impossible. And then people say the next level is impossible. Going to Mars. People now, NASA says that terraform, terraforming Mars is impossible. Elon Musk is going to try to do it anyway. Like, it's always impossible before it happens. It's always impossible before it's possible. Yeah. Using drugs to overcome addiction and depression, ritualized, bring, bringing back rituals, you know, ancient rituals and, and reformating. That was impossible in my mind. But now it's reality. I mean, yeah, think about like a year, two ago, and somebody, and imagine if you could go back two years, three years, and look at where I'm at right now and see that your brother is off of heroin and methadone and is at least somewhat back to normal. Yeah. Seems impossible. It's like a dream. Like you have a dream one night. It's like, oh, elusive, you know? I mean, it literally is a dream. It's the dream I had my whole life. It's the dream that I had at 23 when I was depressed. And and I told myself, 
if I can overcome this, then I can show other people that it's possible to overcome it. If I can find a way to treat my mental illness without the pharmaceutical route, with a novel way, and you know how much doubt and thoughts in my head telling me that I'm crazy because I want to do what a trillion dollar billion dollar pharmaceutical industry can't and I'm one guy just believing that that I have a purpose in life really and that my purpose is to prove that there's a different way to go about mental illness and addiction and honestly right after that first psychedelic experience before that first psychedelic experience I knew that I knew that was always and I and I would tell myself like oh what do I want to do with my life and I would come up with all these things oh I want to play professional sports or be a professional video game player and I would half ass everything and fail at it and I was like and I would get down on myself like why am I doing this but deep down I knew I knew it that I what I really wanted to do was none of that what I really wanted to do was what we've done and it's liberating when you finally find what you truly want to do in life but it also brings up a whole number another level of fear and anxiety right like what's the next step yeah always thinking that or even before that you know what if this is my one purpose and i can't do it But I mean, my faith in what we're doing and faith in myself has never been stronger. And I will never stop until I die. This is, this is the only mission. Amen, brother. Amen. I uh, I want to end this pretty soon, but I want to say I didn't tell you this, but I'm not. I guess I'm not really sure how much it matters, but I guess we'll see what you think about it. But I woke up this morning and I. I went on Facebook and uh, I had a notification that it was uh, this girl's birthday. This girl um, who I had met when I went to rehab in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in April when I went to get mm-hmm. off the methadone. Yeah. I met a, quite a few people there, but there was this one girl I met and she was super nice, was very... She was, I respected her so much because she could speak her mind to me when it's just me and her and there's no one else around, which was like really unique there. Mm. (laughs) 
and she didn't she said this you know her story i don't know she told me that she didn't really get into drugs until like her boyfriend and then like i don't know you know how that shit goes but anyway so i wake up this morning and i go to her her facebook profile not even to say happy birthday because i don't really do that but um i just i just wanted to you know see and i was scrolling through and it turns out that she had died back in august of a drug overdose really and um It was pretty early when I was checking Facebook, actually. I think I was still kind of groggy and waking up, and it kind of zapped me back to, like, I was, like, fully awake after that. I was just like, whoa. You know, because this was like a – and I, I didn't really have much faith that she would get clean. I don't have much – if I'm being really honest, I don't have a lot of faith in anyone getting clean from drugs because I've seen it, and I've been in there for 10 years. It's really fucking difficult. But just seeing that and – uh she had actually messaged me probably like like after rehab back in like uh, May or June. So it must have just, like she text messaged me. So it must have just been like a month or two after that that she died. And I was just like, wow, how quickly it can, can go. How yeah. quickly, you know, your life can just slip away. And then I started thinking, oh, my God, I overdosed a few times, you know, and just looking – just the perspective from where I'm at now as to in the past, I was like, yeah, overdose, whatever, you know, but like looking at it now, it's like, you know, you kind of have a heavy heart thinking about that stuff. Yeah, definitely. But I, I don't mean that people can't get clean from drugs. I think every single person can. I guess when I say that it's, I'm not even really trying to be cynical. It's at all. I'm not cynical, actually. I'm the opposite of cynical. If people really want to change and and, and get clean, I 100% believe in them every time. But it's a lot of work. I think you also just see more more intimately the uh, the flaws in the in the system that don't don't really empower people to get out of that situation. I mean, yeah. like, think about, like, people, I, I say this a lot, but people always say, like, when they're talking to you, like, you're still, you're, you're so lucky you have, you still have parents around and a brother. Right. Like, most people, they've been exiled in their family from that. It's like, not to say that you couldn't do this without me and without mom and dad, but. Oh, I, it, I give all my credit to you guys. I mean, I, 100%, if it wasn't for you guys, uh, you know. That's why that that's another yeah that's another reason why it's so difficult. It's like I was just talking to somebody a couple hours ago. Um, I saw in like an addiction group on Facebook. He said he'd been clean for seven years. Well, he'd been on methadone, but not used any illicit opiates or drugs for seven years. Mm-hmm. And he sw- he just recently switched from methadone to Suboxone, and and now he's using um, research chemical opioids that are like extremely strong. Like he said that they're so strong that they weigh them out in micrograms, which mm-hmm. is like fentanyl on steroids. Yeah. And you know, uh, but my point is he was, I was like, look like um, this is what happened to me. You know, there's, there is hope. I don't know. I was just talking to him and I was like, but like, there's a lot of, I would told him like the number one thing that helped me. And I never wanted to hear this in the past, but it's just, first of all, getting off the drugs. 
But that's not even the real challenge. The real challenge after that is like sitting with the emotions and the feelings alone. Um, luckily, I have you and, and people around me that are close to me that are willing to always listen and always be there for me. But if you don't have that, that's really difficult. Um, I, I mean, that's ex- I, can't, I can't even speak on how difficult that is because I don't I'm not in that situation. But the number one thing is sitting with those feelings as long as it takes. Um, and I'm not perfect at it, but I'm slowly getting better at it. And sitting with those feelings, allowing yourself to feel them, eventually they'll change. Yeah. And it's not going to be like a miracle, like all of a sudden a switch is flipped and everything's changed, but the feelings will slowly over time change. The hardest thing is having faith that they will change. Yeah. Because sometimes it'll last a week, sometimes it'll last a month, and it'll be painful the whole time. And you'll want to escape those feelings the entire time. And you'll be asking yourself, why why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this torture? And the only thing that will keep you going is a faith that it'll be worth it. A faith that doing this will allow you to, to transcend these feelings, to transform them, to feel more love and gratitude. Most important, most important lesson I ever got was after that first mushroom experience where I was feeling more anxiety than I ever felt in my life. And it was just a gut feeling, you know, no words to it all. It's just a gut feeling saying, get through this. Don't escape it. Well, at the simultaneously, every cell in my body was shouting, go play video games, go smoke weed, go drink, go do anything to take these feelings away. But I just sat there for five days, laid in bed, paralyzed by it, terrified that it would never go away, terrified that I had given myself chronic anxiety that I would deal with the rest of my life because of that psychedelic experience. Jeez. But there was always that gut feeling, you know. I don't know where it came from, but I mean, I think I've had that gut feeling ever since I was a kid. It's just been so covered up. Yeah. Any last words? Well, I was thinking about kind of like what the theme or what the uh, title might be of this episode. And I was thinking um, what the future holds because this whole year has been a transitional period, but right now I feel like I'm starting to really feel it in a lot of ways. And I'm starting to realize like, all right, now I have, now I have some real opportunities and some real avenues to go, go going forward. And yes, I'm taking my time. I, I, I don't want to rush anything. I'm going to go slow on everything, but you know, and especially with, with Sam joining. Yeah. I mean, that's been the, the lesson of the past couple weeks or months. It's just patience. Yeah. And then patience, that should be the title. Maybe, but, uh, <laughs> But I, Come um, on, you know I'm the title guy. 
Yeah, but I guess, yeah, totally. But I'm just like, this is a transitional time and it may not feel like it right now, but I know it is. There's something about what's going on right now that I, I can, it's already, it's a feeling. I know there's stuff going on. I know it's a transitional time. and Yeah. So yeah, patience. That's what, uh, that's what we all need. Yeah. A little bit of patience. It's definitely what I need. Thanks for listening guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.